All right, so welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Today we're going to be talking about you know, updating your football program manual, updating your resume uh, as you go through the offseason. Something I like to do after I uh, finish, finish the season, going through and updating. And why do I do that? And what are some things that I've learned along the way that that can help uh, when you're when you're trying to find some new things that you want to put into your your program, uh, some some tweaks you want to make, some changes you want to make that are necessary. Things that you want to look at and go, hey, I, I would like to, I'd like to change this, right? I would like to be able to uh, go forward and. You know, have some different results in in the future. So, man, the off season. So, especially the early off season. So, uh, our our season ended in November, and uh, you know, we had a we had a year that was better than years before, right? We were we were three and seven as opposed to the previous two years. They won one game apiece, right? One game each year. Uh, and that's not a slight to the former coaching staff. It's just where the program is at the moment, right? We're we're building. Uh, we're trying to we're trying to get better, uh, better and better. Uh, so so you know the off season comes, right? You get uh, to the end of the season into November, uh, and then you're in December, and then Christmas break hits, and then your your post Christmas break. You know, that's kind of the schedule of of the high school football coach. So you know, before Christmas break, you're you're really just breaking down the previous year. You're going through making some cutups. You're doing things for the banquet. You're trying to get people recruited if you have players that, that want to go play at the next level. And then, yeah, you enjoy your Christmas break. Maybe you look at a couple things on uh, you know different sites like CoachHuey.com, and I'll I'll link some of these sites into into the description. So coachhuey.com is a, a big one that people, people go to. Some people use like Glazier. Uh, some people use Nike, go to like Nike coach of the year, um, like their online resources. And they start, they start looking and researching and Hey, what are things we can do? Maybe next year we should incorporate. And it's also an evaluation of what are things that we did last year and the things that we want to do that we want to keep right so things we did last year we want to keep and then what are things that we did last year that we don't want to keep that we want to morph change whatever word you you want to use there and you got to drink your coffee in the mornings guys i'm telling you it's like the key to the key to having uh, a successful a successful morning i I've heard people talk about giving up coffee for Lent or things of that nature. And yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'd be a very nice person if I did that. So I think it'd be more detrimental than anything <laughs> to be, uh, to be candid. Uh, so going forward, you're, you're looking at Christmas break, pre Christmas break. What do we want to do? How do we want to do it? And then post Christmas break, you continue that. But then you also start to hopefully make some decisions uh, going forward. I, I don't think that you can be a very good football coach. If you make all the decisions for your, 
upcoming season, let's say in July or June, because that's it's too rushed. Uh, I think this is something you have to let simmer. It's not a it's not a microwave recipe. It's something that you slow cook, <laughs> right, or you smoke, and you let it let it you work on it, breathe, relax. You let it sit. And then, okay, we go and we evaluate, is that good? Is that bad? Do we want to keep it? Do we want to change it? And then, then we go from there. And I think there's phrases you, that we definitely need to avoid. Uh, one of them being, we've always done it this way. And then one of them, the other one being, well, that, that program does it that way. Well, I've, I think we've all been around long enough to know there are certain programs that are going to win no matter what. They have better resources, better players, the whole nine. And they could run the wishbone or the spread. And they're probably still – with the wishbone or the spread. And, and they're probably still going to beat you because they just have better people. And they get the, the guy in space or they can just pound you with their guys up front because they have Division One guys up front or – they have just a combination of those two things, you know, division one skill or even like division two or, but, but it depends on where you are. Right. So if you're in Florida, you probably need like division one guys to be really good. Uh, you know, here, not so much in West Virginia, but you know, the point being that they just are so much better than you as far as personnel that they've won, they know they won the game in pregame warmups. Uh, a coach and I were talking about this a couple of days ago, you know, sometimes, in pregame, you know, you got them. You're looking at body type and, um, <laughs> you know, organization and things of that nature. And then some weeks you look over and you go, oh, man, this is going to be a struggle. Because <laughs> you see you see on film what you think is a team that you can compete against and do well. And you see in pregame and you go, uh-oh, <laughs> like, those bodies don't look like our bodies or the vice, or the vice versa. Their bodies don't look like our bodies, you know. So, you know, as, as a coach, you're, you're looking for what works for us, uh, not what have we always done and not, hey, what is that other program doing? It's what works for us, for our team, our program, our community. Because I think even styles of offense and defense fit communities, right, different places. They just fit. And I think it's up to each coach to find what fits that style of player, what fits that community, what this, what the type of player you're going to get year in and year out. So that's something that I think has to, to go into the thought process of going forward as you're looking to, to a new season. And then as you go through each season, right, as you get into, you know, even, even as some people do this right after the season is you definitely, if as a coach need to update your resume, uh, update, you know, the year where you were, what are some highlights, some things that happened? Because man, this, this profession of coaching football has changed. Oh my gosh, it's changed a lot. Even since I started, uh, you know, the, I remember when I first started coaching, I had a coach tell me, you got to put down roots and you got to stay somewhere a long time. And he didn't do that. But it's funny. He was giving me that advice, but I think maybe in the past that was true. I think maybe that was something that, you know, a coach could go somewhere, stay somewhere. The expectations weren't going to change. 
yeah, I mean, you could just do what you do for 10, 15, 20 years. I don't think that's even close to being true anymore. Uh, you see it. I think it all started, you know, the, the pro and college level guys getting let go after one or two years. And that trickled all the way down, that trickled down the high school. And, you know, I think as a high school coach, you want to be content where you are and best and do all those things. But I think you need to keep your resume updated because you don't know when a great opportunity is going to, going to show itself to you. You don't know. Uh, and you don't know when maybe the administration has changed your heart or, hey, you know, I'm, I'm just feeling this is not a good thing to continue to do here. Because uh, you look at, man, you look at stuff like footballscoop.com and you see all these high school jobs coming up. And it's year after year after year after year. And it's the same thing. And, and I know we can get nostalgic, right? We're, hey, let's go back to how things were. Ah, well, let's, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. So make sure guys, you know, or maybe female coaches that are out there that are, that are listening, just keep that, keep the resume updated. Keep it, keep it ready to go if you need it. And be ready to, to give it out to somebody email or, or whatnot if you need to. Because I've, I've been around guys that they haven't updated their resume in years, and then there's a job they want. Uh, and, man, they haven't updated their resume in a long time. They, they're panicking to go do that. And then, you know, you may have a typo, make some mistakes because you're, you're trying to rush it. You can't remember everything that happened every year. And then, yeah, you, the product isn't probably what you want it to be. So just keep that updated. Keep it recent. Keep it current. And that will help you. Uh, as you go through the off season, because inevitably there's going to be people that are listening to this podcast that have just changed jobs or going to change jobs. Uh, so that's something that you can definitely, definitely do going forward. And I've, I've talked about this uh, on a previous podcast, but you know, your, your program manual, uh, I think it's something that you should go back and reflect upon every year. So, you know, mine is give or take minus 15 pages. And I, I'll go back and I'll look at, hey, what are things in here that we want to continue to do? Maybe there's some, some things we want to change. Because you want it to be current and you want it to be stuff that you really do. You don't want it to be some pie in the sky thing that never, that never gets done. And, you know, it's something, again, if the coaches that are out there looking maybe for a new, new job, it's something you need to have at an interview is a football program manual, especially if you're looking for a head job. I'm not saying for an assistant coach job, like a head football, head football coach job. You definitely need a, some kind of program manual, uh, preferably not a hundred page book. <laughs> I had a coach the other day ask me if he should uh, send a program manual and then have a PowerPoint presentation ready. And my response back was, I've never had the opportunity to do a PowerPoint presentation in an interview before. Uh, Usually it's, you know, it's very, very structured, right? They, they want a handout. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't say most people even read the handout. It's just important that you have one and it looks professional. And then you want to make sure that the material in it is good, right? That it's stuff that you actually do and want, and as a head coach will want to do. Let's say it's your, it's your first time trying to be a head coach. It, it's things that you want to do as a head coach because it's important <laughs> that you have that and that you're prepared and in those types types of things like one of the one of the categories in 
my football program manual is how to determine playing time. My goodness, does that come into play every year I've been a coach? You know, why is my son not playing? You usually don't get the parent that you, the parent that their kid is playing doesn't ask you that question, right? He doesn't ask you about, hey, hey, how do you determine playing time? Because they're happy with that decision, right? Because their their child is playing. But what you get, obviously, is the, you know, the upset parent about, hey, why is my kid not playing? What's going on? And it's good to have something to reference back to of, hey, this is how uh, this is determined. So, like, for example, you know, I'll, I'll paraphrase here because to read these would would probably bore you. You know what gives your what gives the team the best chance to be successful. Uh, you know, you're looking at are they productive, not their potential. Uh, are they doing what you, you're asking them to do in the scheme, and then clearly communicate with your players why or why not they are playing. Um, you know, why are they playing a lot? So if, if you, if the guy's playing a lot, he's playing well, we'll communicate to him, Hey, continue to do this. So you can continue to play and you can use that positive aspect to help a kid that maybe isn't playing as much as he wants to, to understand, Hey, if I just do these things, coaches ask me to do, I'll get more playing time. And as a secondary coach, you know, for me, you're looking at eyes, stance, uh, you're looking at their back pedal, or their side shuffle, depending on position, our safeties backpedal, our corner side shuffle. Uh, and you're looking at, hey, are your eyes right? Are you in good position? And I think the one of the biggest <laughs> things I look at is deep players play deep. So if you're a deep half player in cover two and you're consistently sucked up in the run and it doesn't get fixed, man, I, I don't know how much I can play you there because that's a, that's a touchdown if somebody – sees that and throws it over the top, right? If we're in cover two, the safeties are, are deep half guys. The corners are your run fitters. Uh, or in cover three, right? Let's say you're playing cover three and you have a corner that just won't stay deep, right? Even you, know, you get run action, but he's still not clearing the pass first. Those are things that, those are examples I can use, I've, I've used in the past. Hey, man, we need you to get your eyes right, be in the right spot. Those types of things. And it's coaching cues. It's never personal, Right. It's important that we don't make it a personal thing, uh, that it's a performance issue, that it is a, hey, let's make sure we are doing this correctly. And one of the other things that you know, you'll, you'll hear is, uh, I'm a senior, I should play. No, no, no. Uh, and we, we talked a lot about our program is a meritocracy. You earn what you get. And, you know, and I think you have to define what does that mean? What you put on film is who you are. And that is very clear to our guys. What you do put on film is who you are. The, you know, in practice, obviously you're evaluating some people, some, we film practice, um, and more so at different times of the year, but then you're using your coaching staff to evaluate and look and say, Hey, where should guys play? And, you know, practice is, practice right and then games and scrimmages too are tests and then you take the film from the scrimmages we have two scrimmages everybody gets a bunch of reps and you use those two scrimmages to evaluate hey who plays the most in the first game and then you continue to evaluate uh, it is never oh this guy's just going to start 
to this position all year. Uh, that is, I think that's that's something that you should you should not do is tell a guy, oh, you're going to start that spot all year, because I think it makes people complacent. I think you give people confidence. Hey, man, you're doing well. Let's keep it up. Once you perform well, it's not a, you're not telling them, hey, if you screw up, I'll take your job. You're not saying that. But what you're saying, what you're doing is evaluating, right? Um, you know, how do we get our best guys on the field at all times to help the team? Because this is a team game. It's the team, the team, the team. I, I was watching a Michigan football documentary. I'm a big Harbaugh fan, and you'll see in their their what do you call it? Their field house or their their offices. You'll see signs that say the team, the team, the team, because it is. It's about the team, and that's something that you have to continually impress upon upon your players. And you know, it helps me as a coach to go back to the football program manual to reflect and to say, hey, uh, what are some things I want to emphasize going forward to your players, uh, to your your program, right? Your, your coaches, your parents, what are some things you want to make sure they understand? This is how things are done because when, when communication is lacking, I, I think two things happen. If you have trust with somebody, number one, they just believe you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're doing, you're, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And then, Hey, we go forward. Or if there's a lack of trust, there's, you know, Hey, what's he doing? What's going on? So I think as a as a football coach, it's important that you continually help people understand wh- why are we doing this, where are we going. And, I, and I've let people, I let people sometimes come to practice. I let people come to practice. Uh, hey, you want to come see what's going on? Come on. Uh, we're not hiding something here. This, we're trying to develop and play the best people possible. And those those types of things. I know people have different philosophies on open practice, closed practice. And that can change from year to year. But, you know, especially if you're looking to maybe become a first-year head coach, I think it's important that people see that, hey, your practices are well-run, they're organized, because uh, that will put people's minds at ease, right? You know, what are we doing at practice? Are we practicing well? And, you know, of course, people will give you opinions about practice. Uh, but just know what you believe in and know that if it's something that's time-tested and it's something that uh, – is good that, Hey man, let's continue to do that practice and go forward. So I just thank you all for listening. Uh, it's awesome to um, you know, have people listen to the, to the podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, I would love to have them at Zach Z-A-C-H dot Davis, D-A-V-I-S two four at gmail.com. And I'll put that in the show, uh, the show notes. Thank y'all.